Greetings and welcome back to another episode of the Arsenio Buck Show. And here we are today doing some more Rich Dad Poor Dad. Season 5, episode number 17. How the rich get richer. Well, it's kind of like this. See, I'm going to go over two financial statements. We have Poor Dad's financial statement and we have Rich Dad's financial statement. First thing is first. We have the income statement and the balance sheet. Okay? Poor Dad's financial statement is right down the middle, 50-50. Income takes up half and expenses take up half. On the other hand, Rich Dad's financial statement has 70% income and 30% expenses, meaning he minimizes his expenses. This is basically what I've done, especially uh, throughout this, uh, throughout last year, as a matter of fact. Because last year, 2018, I don't know, I probably had spent a lot of things, minimal expenses, and like, you know, having that content writer, having the motivational mentors, and then the motivational mentors went from like a small expense to a liability. Doing some things in terms of, hey, you know, we're going to create a little bumper, a video of this, of that, that's all good, that's all handy. But then when we don't see it, when I don't see exponential growth, not only that, and I know a lot of you are like, well, you can't get instant growth. No, a year and a half. So then that went into a liability because then we hired a, v, a virtual assistant for no goddamn reason. And I had to pay probably $300, $400. All of which could have been put into my savings and could have been invested into something like, let's say, a new microphone for my MacBook, you know, so that I could do podcasts. It could be lighting. It could be different things that could enable me to, you know, give a more thorough experience. Do you understand what I'm saying? So, again, I had a content writer. And, you know, I didn't treat her so much as a virtual assistant, but I realized, you know, after X amount of time, I said, you know what, man, this just isn't working. I'm sorry. You know, I mean, I'm telling you, to, uh, you did four things, and those four things cost me like se- like $70. I could have done that on some downtime. And I said, you know what, maybe I'm not allocating right, but uh, you know what, we're, I'm good. I'm good because you used to be on fire about my vision, but then my vision no longer became the vision for you. And that had to be all in part my fault. So again, you guys understand, I had to trim these expenses. The, the, the motivational mentors, I said, absolutely not. I'm not doing this anymore. And then, you know, having a content writer, I said, I'm not doing this anymore. Because I'm coming out of pocket for what? For what? The amount that I paid both the content writer and motivational mentors could have been a two-year subscription on this specific podcast you're listening to. Yeah, I could have been much smarter. Yes, booking another, you know, an Air Asia ticket, you know, uh, to, to the Philippines. I lost that money. There were some huge losses that I had suffered, big time. But then I said, you know what, let me figure this out. See, the balance sheet, let's go back into this. The balance sheet is very interesting, right? Because, again, poor dad's financial statement had 70% liabilities versus 30% assets. However, rich dad's is flipped. And so Robert Kiyosaki, he actually pointed this out. He said, a review... Of my rich dad's financial statement shows why the rich get richer. The asset column generates more than enough income to cover expenses. See, you want your assets to generate that income to cover the expenses and the liabilities. Now, going back into his quote, with the balance reinvested into the asset column, 
So let's just say this. Asset goes into the income. Income goes to expenses. And whatever is left goes back into the asset column to reinvest. See, the asset column continues to grow. And therefore, the income it produces grows with it. The result is that the rich is getting richer. Income up, expenses down. Assets up, liabilities down. But why do the middle class struggle? See, the middle class finds itself in that financial struggle all the time. Why? Because their primary income is through their salary. As their wages increase, so do their taxes. Their expenses tend to increase in proportion to their salary. Increase, hence the phrase, the rat race. They treat their home as their primary asset instead of investing in income-producing assets. So, guys, this is why I've been talking about it so much and I've been thinking about it so much. The place that I work at, I lose a lot of time and I believe I lose a lot of money because they don't pay me what I should be getting paid. One time they had approached me. They said, hey, you know what? Can you do a company out there by the airport? I said, well, given the fact that the, the the director of this place does not pay well at all. You want me to waste two hours to go to this side of town to only make this amount of money in two hours and to go back home. So I'm going to lose six hours and I'm going to lose half that salary of for traveling. Does that make any motherfucking sense to you? Absolutely not. And I said, no, I'm sorry. That's just too far for me. And I know that he does not pay well when it comes to these. The only way I do that is if you pay me this amount per hour, which is like triple the amount. Not, not And of course, you cannot make, I cannot say things like that because then he would say, what the hell? Hell nah, you're full timer. You're this, you're that. No, you guys haven't been giving me any work. You guys always put me last in the pecking order for whatever racial reason that is. I know exactly what you guys are doing. It's funny because in April, May, June, July, you guys are going to come back around and say, oh, we only have one last teacher left. He's a last resort. Let's contact him. And I'm going to say, fuck you. Absolutely not. Because, well, you guys didn't take care of me through December. I saw all the classes you had at all the branches, and you guys did nothing to help me. So Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, all the way through January, February. But guys, keep in mind, I'm trying to, I'm trying to focus here. They don't pay me well. So if you say, Arsenio, can I ask you a question? If you, yes, you, if you were to get paid more, would you fight more to get more work? Possibly, possibly. But because they don't give me much work at all, I kind of tell myself, I say, you know what, man? I just don't know if I could do this. Uh, I don't want work from you guys, to be honest with you. Now, during the slow months, I would have loved to have work from you. But I know you guys don't take care of me during the slow months. You guys have been historically like this for the last two years. Hell, all places like this, they always put me last in the pecking order. Now, if they go so far to say, oh, it's because of this, this, that. I said, guys, you know what? Keep your money. I don't need your money. I'm going to create loyalties. I'm going to create assets. And so I did. Woke up this morning. Boom. I had a, a new subscriber to my Udemy course. And I said, oh, well, this is very, very interesting. I don't know why I have a subscriber right now. Sorry. I literally, I don't know what just happened to my phone. It literally just went haywire. I don't know what's going on here. It's a piece of shit. But guys, again, let's get back into this. Now, when it came to my course, 
I wanted to make more money online. I wanted to set up an asset online, whereas I can get that money on a you know on a consistent basis. And so I did. And you know what? I had woke up in the morning, and someone from oh my god, someone from Canada has signed up for my course. Now, yes, I had you know uh, a longtime follower from Brazil. I had someone else from um, what is it? I had someone else from Egypt. Okay, she's a voiceover coach. And they signed up for my course, and I'm like, oh my god, I'm so excited about this because now I'm beginning to make money online. See, that money online, waking up and getting money and realizing, oh my god, I just made this amount just last night when I woke up. <gasps> See, that's better than actually wasting time getting paid a disgusting ass wage within this country. And I told my student just yesterday, I said, hey, the moment I start making a substantial wage on, uh, you know, online, I think Thailand's finished. There's nothing else for me to achieve here. Yes, I got the company. I got this. I got that. But if I start making a substantial amount online, I don't need to do this anymore. And then that will be the end. So, guys, don't get so in tune with the rat race because, again, you are making a wage, an income, a salary, and that's all you are making. That's it. There is no asset behind that. Some of you would say, oh, what about the 401k? Yeah, and that those 401ks got completely wiped the floor with in 2008 because your job didn't know what kind of 401ks there were. And so you got to protect yourself. You got to build up your assets. Find that need, man. I don't know how. Me, I came here to Thailand. I started dealing with all the crazy shit I had to go through out here. And now look what's happening. So guys, to sum this up, this pattern of treating... If you have a home as an investment, and if you live in a country where people believe, oh, you need to have a home to be successful, you know, that's the foundation of today's debt-ridden society. That's all there is to it. Increased spending throws families into greater debt. Even though they may be advancing in their jobs and receiving raises, the high-risk living caused by that weak, I mean, I'm talking about weak, W-E-A-K, financial education, Your expenses go up, everything else is going to go up if your salary continues to increase. See, the massive loss of jobs in recent times, he said this back in 1996, in recent times shows just how shaky the middle class really is financially. See, the middle class, remember, I've already discussed that. That middle class, and it's so sad because I know a lot of you out there, you guys go through the same thing over and over and over. Like, I just woke up and it's like, America created this many jobs. I said, the fuck? Fuck jobs. Jobs come and go. Let me give you an example. I work for a job. Did they take care of me during the three, four, five, six slow months out of the fucking year? No. They only gave me work in July, August, September, and that was the fucking end. This is what they do. So you know what's really funny? If I get a consistent workshop or a consistent class over here and they say, are you free? Fuck off. Hell no, I'm not free. You guys didn't give me shit November, December, January, and you just want me to be free all of a sudden? No, you're not paying my bills. So fuck off. If you don't like it, fuck off. You guys get it? (sighs) Social security. That is the biggest hoax, the biggest hoax in all of the free world. I don't know about you guys in whatever country you are, but in America, Social Security a completely fucked up. Look, you're in trouble. You can't rely 
upon that as a source of retirement, just like you can't reply on those r- ridiculous ass 401k plans, like company pension plans. You know, they, they were being replaced by those 401k plans that were com- that completely disappeared 12 years ago. So even in today's mutual funds, they're popular just because they represent that bullshit ass safety net. Those average mutual fund buyers are too busy working to pay taxes and mortgage or mortgages. And you know what? They're saving for the children's college and they're paying off credit cards and they don't have enough time to study investing. So they rely on the expertise of a fucking mutual fund manager, just like I was about to do back in 2016, 2017. And luckily, I did not do that because I was getting ready to invest into a mutual fund while working at this job. And I was like, okay, I'm going to have to stay here for the 10 years in this country or I'm not going to get any of that money. Can you imagine if I had to pay that consistent $350 a month after falling way in over my head just last year? Oh, my goodness gracious. It would have been a disaster. See, mutual funds includes a lot of different types of investment, but they feel their money is safer because it is diversified. See, that is a middle-class education. And it represents dogma. And it's put out by mutual fund brokers and financial planners. They always say, play it safe. Don't worry. I can beat the market. Avoid the risk. It's bullshit. That's why I'm going to go over this little by little by little so we can figure out exactly what you need so you can be you you can be safe oh no 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 no. so you can actually play the fucking game don't be in the stands and be safe go out on the field and let's have a motherfucking good time so guys with that being said that's how the rich get richer i've gone over all of it and now we got to continue getting better and better and better so stay tuned for the next podcast just the fyi i got two potential amazing podcasts coming up this upcoming weekend uh both saturday and sunday i have author of the metaphysical uh she's gonna be coming on saturday i can't believe i even scored that interview holy shit she's pretty famous she's written like seven books and she has like forty-five thousand followers amazing that's gonna be coming up and sunday i got this wonderful soul who does amazing things out there in australia and she's gonna be coming on to uh the podcast on sunday so guys stay tuned for that and again Monday, that assuming Monday, that following Monday, we're going to be getting back into the Robert Kiyosaki. So guys, we got Robert Kiyosaki all week. We might have some extra podcasts for my Instagram TV coming up too. So with that being said, guys, have a wonderful morning, afternoon, and evening. I'm your host, Arsenio, as usual, over and out.